The screen of my smartwatch ruthlessly showed 11-11. The gadget delivered my verdict. Oh no, maybe the watch is off this time. I ran out of the house hoping that something could still be done. But in the back of my mind, I knew that the watch was showing the correct time and nothing could be done about it. Hi, my name is Shelly. You won't believe it, but all my wishes come true. I don't have a magic lamp with a genie in it. I didn't sell my soul to the devil. It has nothing to do with shooting stars either. All I have to do in order for any wish of mine to come true is to say it at 11-11. The first strange coincidence happened about a month ago. I was sitting in the classroom waiting with my classmates for our law teacher. Mr. Waller was often late. He usually flew into the classroom like the frightened white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland and after dropping his briefcase on the table, would immediately begin his lecture. He knew the rule. 15 minutes late, the lecture is canceled. 11.08, ladies and gentlemen. The low and loud voice of our class president, Phil, distracted me from my conversation with Alexa, my friend from the university. Mr. Rabbit has seven more minutes, Phil. Alexa waved the class leader off. In that time, he has time to get a cappuccino at Starbucks, marry our principal, and get a divorce. The walls of the auditorium shook with laughter. The one who laughed the loudest, of course, was Phil. Well, maybe something will happen this time and he won't make it. Like what? A billboard with BTS on it will nail him right on 5th Street? Well, it is an honor to get killed by BTS. I glanced at my smartwatch amidst another burst of laughter. 11-11. Four more minutes and... I was interrupted by Principal Nix, who briskly walked into the classroom. One of the students remembered Alexa's joke and giggled. Good afternoon, Mrs. Nix's face and voice expressed concern. Unfortunately, there will be no lecture on law today. Your teacher was in an accident. We all gasped in unison. What kind of stupid coincidence is that? What happened to him, I asked. Is he okay? Luckily, he only got a concussion. The woman took off her glasses and rubbed the bridge of her nose. A billboard fell on his car on the way here. I opened my mouth in surprise and turned to my friend, and she was equally shocked. But the others seemed oblivious to what I had said just a few minutes before. Strange coincidence. Alexa looked at me warily as we left the classroom. A coincidence. No more than that. I tried to console myself by saying that it was just a weird stroke of serendipity but I soon realized that what was happening was anything but a coincidence. My parents and I had been planning a weekend together for a long time. Their demanding work schedule and my very busy university life dictated the terms, and we saw each other only in the morning, at breakfast, and only for 15 minutes. Not much at all. This Saturday, both my parents and I were completely free. After a good night's sleep, we gathered for breakfast and made plans for the day. Here's the plan, said Dad. A walk around the city, a movie, dinner at the cafe. Maybe we can squeeze in a bit of shopping into this plan? I smiled at him dazzlingly, knowing that it was a weapon that always worked. No, no, I'm not falling for that again. My father waved me off and turned to my mother. Do you remember how much a little shopping cost me last time? <laughs> About a thousand dollars, Mom laughed. Exactly. No shopping until we have rich relatives. Why not? I got up from the table and picked up the dirty dishes. Just imagine, 
we get a call and are told that one of our distant relatives died and left us a huge inheritance. There is nothing wrong with dreaming. Mom patted me on the head. It's 11-11. Let's pack up and go. Dad's cell phone rang and made the three of us roll our eyes irritably. It's our day off, honey. Don't answer the phone, Mom asked. Dad, we said no work today, didn't we? Dad nodded, but then he glanced at the phone screen and frowned. I'll have to take it. I don't think it's work. After loading the dishes into the dishwasher, I went to my room to get ready to go out with my parents. As I was walking up the stairs, I heard my dad say to someone, What inheritance? I don't have any relatives in Congo. I don't understand. At that moment, I forgot how to walk. I put my foot over the step and I missed. I rolled down the stairs and rushed back to the kitchen. Dad looked like a ghost. Pale, he was still sitting at the table, his hand over his mouth, looking at my mother with eyes so huge, as if she'd just admitted to him that she was Marlon Brando's extramarital daughter. <sighs> that would be nice. I love Godfather. What? Mom asked, putting her hand on his shoulder in a sympathetic manner. Dad took the phone away from his ear for a moment and then reported, Some distant relative from Congo died and left me a few millions as an inheritance. You know what made this fact even funnier? That my dad has natural blonde hair and very fair skin. I guess the relative was very distant. Coincidence again? I found that less and less believable. And then there was that time, 11-11. I wasn't sure, but I think I said that billboard joke at 11-11 too. Or was it just wishful thinking? Was I dragging in facts that didn't exist? No. I remembered those numbers well. While my parents were joyfully bouncing around the kitchen like five-year-olds, I went up to my room. Clearly, the family outing was not happening. Oh my god, I think I can predict the future. Or maybe I have the power to make my wishes come true. Well, there's only one way to find out. I spent the next day on my own. My parents were too busy preparing the papers for the inheritance and the upcoming trip to Congo. I wandered through the mall in the morning, constantly glancing at my watch. It was only 10 minutes away from my goal time, when I saw the Grace Boutique, the most expensive brand they had at the mall. Perfect place. At exactly 11.11, I closed my eyes and whispered, I want to get all the clothes from the store completely free. The same second, I heard a hysterical scream. To hell with you and your whole family, John! This is my store and I can do whatever I want here! I opened my eyes, and right in front of me, a beautifully dressed, gorgeous like a Greek goddess young woman was pushing a man with a mustache out of grace. He didn't resist. Nicole, let's talk calmly. People passing by stopped and stared at the scene with interest. We have nothing to talk about. I know how you run my store. If I want, I'll give away all my clothes for free to the first person I see. Here you are. The woman suddenly grabbed my hand. Come in and take everything you need. No need to pay. Did this just happen? I thought as I drove home in a cab filled with bags of clothes. I was recalling the plots of dozens of movies where the main character suddenly got the ability to grant all his wishes, and it ended up very badly for him. I have to be very careful and formulate each one correctly. On Monday, I went to the university. Alexa immediately noticed my new clothes. 
Wow, is that from Grace? I saw that skirt there last week. Their price tags are like phone numbers. I was about to tell my friend about the wonders I could do now, but I was distracted by Ian. I had a crush on this handsome, smart guy for a long time, so I could feel him coming a mile away, like I had radar in my head. Ian was walking down the hall with his friend, books in his hands and a wide, charming smile on his face. Ah, he is perfection. Too bad he doesn't notice me. Wait a minute. Now I can fix this misfortune. I glanced at my watch. 10.30. At 11.11, I'll be in class. Well, I'd have to pop out for a second. Everything worked out in the best possible way. A few minutes before the sacred time, I asked to leave. I snuck out into the corridor and carefully formulated my wish in my head. There could be no mistake, no one had to get hurt. At precisely 11.11, I said, Ian Hyde loves me. That seemed about right. No buts, everything is clear. Shelly? A familiar voice sent shivers down my spine. I turned to see Ian walking down the hall toward me. He looked both embarrassed and excited at the same time. Hey, I've been looking everywhere for you. He spoke softly, but his every word echoed down the empty hallway. I kept looking for a reason, but then I realized I could look for one forever. Shelly, are you seeing someone? I, uh, well... At this crucial moment, I was acting like a complete idiot. Well, of course you are, the guy said. A girl that pretty can't be single. I am single! I literally yelled it out, unable to control my own vocal cords with all the excitement. Long story short, Ian and I started dating. I kept waiting for the catch, because everything was going so good. I thought I was about to find out that my lover was a serial killer, or a fool, or a tyrant. That he had five other girls in addition to me. But time passed, and our relationship remained beautiful. I was always aware of my abilities, and every day, close to 11 a.m., I carefully watched my speech, afraid to say the wrong thing. I tried not to use it too much. Only occasionally, when my parents, Ian, or Alexa had a problem, I solved it by making a wish. Do you think my story was going to have a happy ending? (laughs) I wish. One day, before my first lecture, I couldn't get in touch with Ian. I couldn't figure out if he was coming to class. My boyfriend's phone had been off all morning. I worried that something had happened. However, very soon, Ian was found. I saw him when he entered the university building, smiling dazzlingly in the company of the main hottie, Emily. My heart stopped. My hands started shaking, and I walked confidently over to the couple. Shelly, hey! Ian hugged me very sincerely. I haven't been able to reach you all morning, I grumbled, pulling myself out of his grasp. I'm sorry, my phone is broken. We'll go buy a new one today, okay? Emily was watching this scene with a poorly concealed sneer. But he loves me. Or maybe he doesn't anymore? I kept catching my boyfriend with Emily, and they were chatting nicely, and it drove me crazy. Ian's attitude toward me hasn't changed at all, though. I could make this upstart leave town for the North Pole with a single phrase, but I kept it together. Until one unfortunate morning. That Sunday, Ian and I were going to the movies. At 11 o'clock, my boyfriend called me and explained that Emily's car had broken down and he was on his way to help her. 
I'll be quick, love, there and back. I'm already on Fifth Street, Ian promised. For the first time, I couldn't control my emotions. I dropped the call and exclaimed from the bottom of my heart, Go to hell! Immediately realizing what I had done, I looked at my smartwatch. 11-11. No, it can't be true. Panic seized me, and for the first few minutes, I just paced around the room, trying to pull myself together. Then I dialed Ian, but he didn't answer my call. Still telling myself that my watch was wrong, I ran out of the house. Fortunately, my wish had come true. Ian's car, together with all the others, had fallen into a huge hole that had suddenly formed in the asphalt. My boyfriend was barely hurt, but the story frightened me so much that every day at 11.11 sharp, I stay alone and spend that whole minute in total silence. Would this ability scare you? How would you use it? Write your answers in the comments.